0: double double l c i t y h u double double hello and welcome to another episode of the tigers down under i'm your guest host again lauren and with me i have alex
1: how are you tonight alex yeah good lauren thanks for having me again
0: So Alex, we talked last week about how the two games this week would be a bit interesting and show us how City are travelling. And it was a bit of a mixed response. First up, a draw with Brentford, which was a good point on the road.
1: Yeah, it was. We sort of talked last week that they're, um, they're a tough team to go to, and they it looks like they're going to do pretty well this season, um, even though they've had a bit of a mixed start. Um, so it was good to get a point away um, at their ground. It sort of looked for a while that we might be able to hold on for the three points, but um, no shame in getting a point there, I don't think. Uh, it was a good goal from Bowen, well taken on his weaker foot, um, really well finished, um, and we had a few decent chances to put a few more goals on the board as well, which was really good to see. Um, it was a very end-to-end game, pretty entertaining, so um, yeah, a bit, bit unfortunate to concede in the end. I think McGann was um, probably questioning a little bit whether their goal was offside, but um, all, no, all-round um, can't be too unhappy with that performance, and I think a point... From you know, from Brentford is um, is a good one to get on the board and sort of it kept our unbeaten run ticking over for a little while, um, and, we, and was good confidence for the boys.
0: And in that game, which players stood out to you in particular?
1: Yeah, I mean, it, it was a really positive display from a lot of the players. It was really interesting to see Honeyman get a go. I thought I sort of talked. Uh, last week on the episode that I thought maybe we weren't going to make any changes from the side that had done um, well against Reading the previous week in the league Uh, but it was good to see Honeyman get a chance um, starting over Dan Batty but really didn't look out of place, really sort of impressed me and stood out uh, in that midfield role really full of energy and uh, giving us a lot of options across the park Um, Obviously Bowen was where the uh, the star player of the game um, with his goal, which was really well taken. Um, I thought Lopez, in particular, once he came on at halftime for uh, Lehigh, was really good and, and played a really great pull through to Bowen for that goal, and and kind of showed his you know footballing intelligence with finding that that pass rather than going for the shot himself. Uh, so he was really good, um, e- even though you know obviously worrying that Lehigh has gone down with an injury and looks to be out for a few weeks. Um, Long, again, we sort of say it every week, he he looks really impressive in goal and really sort of helped keep us in the game at times and um, really stood up. Um, I, I, I guess sort of conversely, kind of another pretty weak display from Kingsley, which is a bit of a concern. I think he's certainly looking to be the weakest link in the team at the moment. Um, but also Eves, I mean, he, he had a decent start in his first few games, but I think recently it's sort of becoming a bit apparent that he's um, he's not getting on the end of a whole lot of chances. I think we sort of hoped when he came in that, you know, with his height and his power, that he'd be getting on the end of a few crosses from Grishiki and Bowen and, and really putting away a few of his, of, of his chances. and whether it's just poor positioning, whether it's poor fitness, um, we know he's had fitness issues over pre-season, which is why he didn't play the last few friendlies, and I think it was Dicko that started in the first game against Swansea, um, he, he's he's not really shown himself to have the the sort of football brain to, to get in the right spots and to put the chances away at this level, and hopefully, look, it's just part of his um, um, evolution in the role and adapting to the game. and Um, and the new level of football that he's playing at. But, you know, um, it's a few concerning signs, and and hopefully a goal or two will get his confidence up and and get him past this.
0: In midweek, another iffy decision by the ref allowed Blackburn to
1: score, with a possible
0: foul long leading to their goal. What are your thoughts on this?
1: Yeah, look, it's always hard to blame the ref for for a loss, um, but... You know, this game was pretty frustrating to watch because I guess both sides had so many chances. Obviously, we missed a penalty early on, which was a bit unfortunate. Um, But, yeah, there were a few instances where it did seem to be that the 50-50 decisions didn't go our way. Um, It certainly seemed like it was a foul on Long in the build-up to their goal was sort of blocked off the ball by one of their players. Um, And and, and the chance got put away. But um, it's one of those things where if you take your chances and you don't let the ref decide the the result, then... um, you know, you're not you're not left in that position where something like that can happen. Um, I mean, a few people had a, a shout for a penalty um, on Bowler as well when he got clattered into, but it's one of those 50-50 ones as well, where you, you see them given, you see them ignored. So, um, look, I don't think I don't think I can be as as um, as outraged by the ref as a few people on social media have been in the in the fallout from that one, but um, yeah, really frustrating not to at least get a point out of it. It was, it was one of those weird ones. It was a very open game. There's a lot of chances for both teams, but, uh, ended up only being a one nil result, which was, um, uh, a bit sort of, it doesn't really tell the tale of the game, I guess. I mean, both sides hit the post several times. Um, but yeah, look, I mean, sort of said in the build up last week, this is the sort of game you've got to be winning at home against a team like Blackburn. No disrespect to them, but, um, when they come to the, to your home ground, you want to be putting them away to sort of get those wins on the board. And it's quite frustrating. You look at the table and we um, are sitting there on four points, sort of bottom half of the table. I know the table doesn't tell a whole lot of a story at this stage of the season, but, um, you know, our biggest biggest issue last season was it took us a couple of months into the season to gel as a side and really start to run up the table. And when you, when you, you know, drop, the easy points in games like this early in the season it leaves you sort of with a fair way to come back from if you really want to be serious and make a tilt for the playoffs.
0: Well hopefully we can see some changes in the next game. So um you did mention um in the Brentford game um Kingsley was perhaps a bit of a weak link in the side.
1: Yeah, I mean, uh, the goal for Blackburn did come down his side again, and, and it is it is very much a concern. And I guess the most frustrating thing is at the moment with Elder sort of half fit and really kind of trying to get up to up to scratch, um, and, and you know, sort of question marks as well over his quality um, as an addition to begin with. Um, we're not left with a whole lot of options down that left side. I thought Fleming looked really good in the uh, in the cup game last week uh, and it'll be good hopefully to see him get another chance against um, Preston in, in the cup next week. But um, yeah, it's a bit of a worrying sign and I think McKenzie on the right as well. He, he's He looks like he's got a bit of promise about him, but I think it's a season or so, so too early to really be relying on him at this level. I think a loan spell for him would be good, but it just means that with Lehigh out injured, we don't really have many options. I think Lopez sort of surprisingly looked really good at right back last week um, even though coming into the club he was sort of expected to be another one of the centre mids um, but clearly McGann knows that he can do a job there and, and he seemed to be pretty decent um, when he was when he was played in that position so um, look it, it is a bit of a concern and there are a few players Eves again wasn't great against Blackburn didn't really do a whole lot I think he had one shot which, which wasn't very much um, of, of a challenge to their keeper but it's sort of you know we've got to expect that there's there's those sorts of dips in form. Um, we have largely signed players from League One, which unfortunately does mean that's the sort of quality that you're you're buying is players that on their day can have a really good performance, but on other days are going to be quite um, below the standard that you need to be picking up results in in the uh, in the championship. Um, I think you know there was an article I think today which was talking about the fact that. Um, we're in danger of becoming a bit too reliant on Bowen and Grzycki, and and I think that is a major concern. Um, It was a really good sign against Reading that Irvine scored a goal, and um, obviously in the game against Tranmere, we saw three other players get on the score sheet, and um, I think that's really kind of crucial for our season is that we need to get a few more players chipping in with goals, Um, so that we're not just relying on those two players having a great game and and getting us a result. I think there's other players that really need to sort of lift their game, and and as I sort of said, if Eves can get a goal or two and and get on a run, then hopefully he can be one of them.
0: Looking to the week ahead, we face Bristol City in another home game on Saturday against the side we finished the season against last season. What do you expect in this one?
1: Um, I I expect a tough game. Um, If we can't get a win against Blackburn. If we lose a game against Blackburn, it doesn't really bode too well for a side that's doing a lot better in the league than they are. Um, They, they, you know, they've just made back-to-back wins against Bristol, against QPR and Derby. So um, they're looking quite good. They've made a few decent signings in the off-season as well. Um, So it's going to be a challenging one. I think Bennecafobi and Wyman up top for them as well as Casey Palmer in midfield are really, you know, potent attacking options. Um... So it's going to be a real challenge for our defence, and I think especially with our fullbacks in the form that they are, um, the worry is that Bristol City is going to get a lot of opportunities to attack down the wings um, and get a lot of chances into to Afobe and uh, and environment in the centre. So um, it, it's going to be a really challenging game, and I think it's a good opportunity for the players to try and bounce back and um, um, really you know right the wrongs of the game against Blackburn. Um, but look, you know, if I, if I'm being completely honest, I I struggle to see us picking up a point in this one.
0: Any changes you'd make to the 11?
1: Um, well, obviously, Honeyman missed midweek with a mild injury, um, but he sounds like he's going to be fit for the weekend. And I think, in a way, it's sort of the way that we'll probably be going with uh, midweek rotations, where I think at least one of those midfield players will get rotated. And I think Batty at the moment is probably, um, you know, struggling the most with fitness, or at least he did seem to be in the first few games. So I think Honeyman will probably come in for him. Uh, and look, you know, if if McGann really wants to, to try something new and, and roll the dice, maybe Hugh does drop Kingsley for um, Fleming, but I think that would be a pretty brave move um, in a pretty tough game for Fleming to, to be playing, um, so perhaps that's the only change. Um, uh, look, you know, whether it's someone like a Terrell gets a chance in midfield as well, if we if we decide to try and give Eves a rest and bring... Dicko or Majanison or someone like that. Then um, we'll see if, if that if that move gets made. But um, I think it's really just going to be a freshen up in that midfield, to be honest.
0: So speaking of the cup, we've mentioned this a few times. Um, we faced Preston in the cup Wednesday morning. What do you make of that one?
1: Yeah, look, I think the cup game's probably the one where we'll see Fleming play um, and probably some of those other players get a chance. I think it's going to be a bit more of an interesting cup game this time around. I think against Trammere it was more of an opportunity to really completely rotate the 11 and, and see what that next rung of players can do. But I think against a side coming from the same division as us, I think it's going to be much more um, a consistent side from the league. I think maybe we'll see, um, obviously, so Fleming... Um, in a fullback slot, maybe Taffa at centre-back and um, Ingram in goal. But I think other than that, you know, we might even see Bowen and Krishiki starting on the wings. And I don't know if McGann wants to sort of rest them and not risk them. But um, I think if he's if he's sort of serious about going on a cup run, I think, you know, you, you do sort of have to gamble to an extent and play your stronger players. Um, I think certainly that midfield three probably gets freshened up when you see a Terrell... Um, Lopez and Honeyman, I guess, starting in the midfield, although if Honeyman starts in the weekend, I guess maybe it's Batty who gets a go in the cup. Um, but then, but then, yeah, most likely the maybe it's the three from the league because I think, you know, you get to a point with Eves where if he's not scoring in the league, it's whether you give him a go in the cup to try and, just find his confidence somewhere because um, as a striker, I think as long as he can get that first goal and get off the mark, that's where the confidence comes from. So I think it might might be sort of viewed as maybe we do give him the run in in the cup, but I I guess the difficulty there is if if one of his big issues is his fitness, then he probably can't pack up weekend to midweek as easily. I mean, he's just done it the past week, but um, maybe you know three games in a week is going to be too much for him. So um, it's it's going to be sort of dictated by the... um, by the time we put on the weekend, but um, yeah, I don't see as many changes as we had in the uh, in the last round of the cup. Do you think we'll see
0: players like Lopez, Magennis and Torral back in the starting eleven?
1: Yeah, look, I think I think Magenis is the big one there. That you know he might get the start over Eves, um, but yeah, look, I, I do think it's going to be that midfield three. So I think I think it'll be Lopez, Torral, and probably Batty in midfield. Um Magenis up top is the interesting one. So sort of just as I was saying with Eves, um, it's whether he whether he has the legs to start again. Um, I would like to see Magennis get the go and, and, and see how he goes because um, I don't actually think we've seen him start the game, unless I'm mistaken. He might have started against Tranmere, but um, it would be good to see him get a go from the off. Um, I think Bale is the other one actually thinking about it. Um, so he may well come in on the wing, but... Um, yeah, it'll be interesting. I, I think I think Preston are going to be tough because, look, they've they've done pretty well in the league. Um, knocked off a pretty poor Stoke, granted, um, this morning, but then also did pretty well in the last round of the cup against uh, Bradford, I think it was, um, with a pretty changed team as well. So they they've been able to rotate as much as we have. I, I think they'll probably similar to us. They'll probably play a stronger side, um, unless of course they don't really have much of a focus on the cup. So. Um, they may well play a young side again and give us a decent chance but um, no it, it'll be an interesting fixture and a good yardstick because I think it's one of those games where we've got that safety net of it's not really for league points so if we lose it it's not the end of the world but it gives us a good chance to to give um, the depth of players a bit more of a a, a bit more of a go against sort of um, similar opposition to what we'd face in the league so so yeah look I think those three are probably a pretty decent chances of, of making it back into the 11
0: well, it looks like an exciting week ahead. So now it's time for our football flashback of the week. And this week we are looking at a pretty impressive win um, at an away game at Newcastle in our first season in the Premier League under manager Steve Bruce. Uh, what are your memories of that one?
1: Yeah, uh, look, it, it sort of aligns that I think that was our fourth game of that season and we're now into the fourth or fifth game of the League uh, League season for us, and I think it's about the third game for the Premier League as well. So it sort of matches up with uh, where we are at the season. But it was a really uh, really exciting game because we'd obviously started that season reasonably well. We'd lost at home, to, uh, we'd lost away at Chelsea in the first game, but then won um, against Norwich in the second game, and then I think it was a 0-0 draw with West Ham in the third. So we'd only scored one goal to that stage of the season. So um, it was you know y- y- you sort of um, I guess to stay up in the Premier League, you sort of need to find a few goals. Um, so it's a little bit concerning when I think our only goal to that point had been a penalty from Brady. Um, so going into that game, don't really know what to expect. Um, from memory at the time, Newcastle were doing pretty well. They had guys like Beah, uh I think Cissé was there and Demba Barr might have still been there or that might have been the season he'd gone to Chelsea um, and then they had Remy as well. So Remy scored the two goals for Newcastle, and you're sort of sitting there thinking, geez, they've scored two, we've scored one at that point. I think courtesy of Brady got the first for us. Uh, you, you think that's probably as good as it gets. We've scored a goal, we're looking okay, we're in the game. Um, but then obviously Elmo pops up just before half time, I think, with the equaliser, and, and you think, geez, you know, we could actually go on and win this. And um, the manner with which Aluco scored that winner, um, goal from just outside the box after a great run from George Boyd, it was, um, it was a game that really set the tone for that season and, and the way that season finished with the FA Cup final, you think everything sort of came together, but it's hard to remember that at the start of that season it was very up in the air of how we would go. Um, we'd sort of been played off the park pretty com- comprehensively by Chelsea and so this was the first game where we really felt like you know we were, we were at home in the Premier League and, and really sort of belonged um and, and that was sort of from memory that was one of the first games where we really played um, one of our strongest teams where we had huddleston and uh livermore starting in midfield miler playing as well he was um he was a really good box-to-box player at that point uh, and elmo was at his attacking best whipping crosses in and, and really sort of creating a lot of trouble and brady as well i mean before his injury brady and deluco really before their injuries uh, but really creative attacking players for us. And if they'd stayed fit for the whole season, I think we could have been um, quite a, an entertaining attacking side. Um, obviously recruited Jelovic and uh, Long in January to help top that up. But um, for that start of the season, it was really the core was really still our championship side and, and they were all looking really impressive and, uh, and stepping up well. So no, that was a, it was a really good, nice game to, to look back on.
0: And that is it for this week. Thank you for joining us, Alex. You've been listening to The Tigers Down Under. And as always, come on, City.
1: You've been listening to the official Hull City Australia podcast. For more discussion, join us on Facebook in the Hull City AFC Australian Supporters Group or follow us on Twitter at Hull City AFC Oz. The music was created by Amber and Black.
0: There's no turning back, cause you're out.